Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and be sure to check out my new private social network for rehab pros, the eclectic approach. You can find that at modmt.com slash members. Today, I have Dr. Hannah Cox on. I met her uh, at a recent live TMJ seminar that her co- that her um, company, Therapy South, was so gracious to host me in. So Hannah has a story for us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Hannah, and uh, tell your story. Yeah. So I've been practicing for almost like eight or nine years. I went to uh, UAB, which is University of Alabama, Birmingham here in town. Um, and I work outpatient ortho, um, but I've seen some more TMD lately. So that was why I was like so excited to take your course. I'm like, you know, I've done the med bridge and all that stuff is great, but I really appreciate like the hands-on. So took your course and like confidence was so high after that course. I felt like I got a lot of new manual techniques, assessments. So couldn't wait to use those. And so it turns out like two days after I took your course, I had a TMD eval. I'm like, I told my coworkers, like, I'm so pumped. I got this. Like, check out all these new edge tools I have. Like, I'm going to own this eval. Um, so I come in the eval. So I was like, yeah, like, I've got a history of open lock. And it happens all the, you know, it's happened a couple times. And I can just feel my heart like, oh, no, like, this is a tough case, right? But um, so, you know, I asked her, like, how many times have you gone into open lock? Does this happen consistently? And she tells me, well, the first time it happened, it was in 2016 and I was really anxious and just, um, just kind of panicked. So I passed out. And then when I woke up, it had reduced. I was like, okay, what about the other times? And she's like, oh, the other times, like I'm driving to the ER or, you know, like my friends and my fiance are trying to calm me down and enough people just touch it and mess with it. It just kind of reduces. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have like a great, like physiological mechanism of reduction, but I'm sure the disc kind of like you spoke about this point's probably folded in on itself. It's not easy to get it to reduce. Um, so she kind of tells me, you know, since those two incidences, um, she's been really guarded just with jaw opening and cervical motion. Um, she's super limited in what she's able to eat, has extreme difficulty going to the dentist for a routine oral cleaning. And that's really kind of what sent her here. She had like a recent dental visit. She's like, man, it took like over two hours. I'm just having to keep asking for breaks. Um, And she, you know, in addition to planning a wedding, so, you know, all that stress, like cervical posture, increase in jaw pain. Um, So she starts telling a coworker, like, man, everything's hurting. Like, I'm scared it's going to go in open lock. Turns out this coworker was a previous patient of mine. So this coworker talks me up, like, oh, you got to do the dry needling. Like, you know, Hannah doesn't even have to, like, be in your mouth. She's going to give you some great exercises. Like, do exactly what she says. You're going to feel a lot better. Um, So that kind of, you know, brought her to me. So as I start that exam, just looking at 
active range of motion, passive range of motion. She was so stiff, like not even a finger's width an opening. I had never seen someone so stiff. Um, like zero lateral deviation um, and cervical spine, it didn't move either. I think because she's so, so guarded. Um, the most hypertonicity I've seen in mandibular elevators and even just muscles that kind of put her in that forward head posture. So I was like, okay. So since I didn't have a ton of experience in open lock, I didn't want to open up that hypermobility so much. I was going to predispose her to that new range of motion that would put her in that. So I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to work on decreasing the frequency of headaches, um, improve posture a little bit. So we did that. We reviewed chin tucks, good desk posture, isometrics for lateral deviation, uh, and the neutral jaw flex. Um, she felt a lot better at that end of the appointment. So I think that helped boost the confidence and, you know, just coming to treatment and like doing the homework. Um, and so, you know, one thing I told her, you really talked about um, not just doing homework like two or three times a day, but almost every time on the hour. So she said she'd be at her desk, like, you know, like clucking like a chicken, doing chin tucks. Um, and so she came back for that second appointment and she was so much better. She had about two finger widths in opening. Um, we could actually initiate lateral deviation. So I could assess that, you know, which side um, was more hypomobile, kind of what that translation versus rotation looked like. Um, her daily headaches were completely eliminated. Um, so even though we, we made progress and we still have more to go, she was totally bought in and I'm feeling great. Um, I definitely placed her for her HEP compliance because she did that like probably 10 times a day. Um, and she was totally bought in. She's like, I feel better. Like, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Um, so the next visit, we started combining those chin tucks with side bending and cervical rotation, which were really stiff. And, you know, I just encourage her, even though it feels sore and achy, like stick with it. Like the more we do it, the more you're going to get better. Motion is lotion. Um, we did more dry needling, worked on SCM, opened up that anterior chest wall, worked on posture some more. And that really gave a lot of like long-term relief to the jaw, I think, because we were able to kind of put her back in like a, that posture that wasn't just so forward protruding. Um, so again, she left the appointment feeling great, skipped on out of here. Um, and a week later, I saw her for her third and final visit. So three visits total. I never would have thought I could see someone for so few visits to treat this. Um, she came in, she has definitely three, almost four finger widths and opening um, lateral deviations now functional, cervical range of motions within normal limits. Um, headaches are completely eliminated. Jaw pain is almost eliminated, except for every now and then. Um, she was excited to tell me that she could eat a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit. I don't know if y'all have Chick-fil-A up in Buffalo. Oh, no, we um, have Chick-fil-A. Actually, we just got our <laughs> second Chick-fil-A. The first one was, was like only one for several years. And we one time my wife and I went to go there like an hour and a half before our kid's school was done. And we didn't, we were like late to pick them up because we couldn't, we couldn't even get the food for like an hour and 20 minutes. And that was in drive totally worth it. It, it. it was worth it. It was worth it. But like we didn't, totally even, pick, we didn't even order for our kids because like we thought we were just going to go before. They were like, we're like, we pick them up, we're eating Chick-fil-A. We didn't even have it for them. <laughs> Well, this patient was so excited to be able to eat that chicken biscuit. She's like, man, I can't remember the last time I did. So on that third and final visit, we went over, you know, home exercise progressions and really reviewed thought viruses, you know, 
to prevent her from that guarding again. Um, and so she skipped out and she was like, thanks, I'm going to go get another chicken biscuit. And I was like, good for you. Like, I nice. hope that's awesome. Yes. What a lot, I mean, what a long-term goal, you know, like, but also, also really not that long-term at all. So you see guys and listeners, well, thanks. Thanks. Awesome. That's, that's a great story, Hannah. And I'm so happy I was able to help you and mentor you through that case because like, yeah, she left the course. She was super psyched. And then all of a sudden she's like panicking two days later, <laughs> but you did a great job. And, you know, it's not a tagline when I say in my courses, and on my clinic website that you can be better in four or see me no more because, you know, it doesn't matter how long someone has had pain. And honestly, the last time I saw someone with like one finger with opening, she was a slow responder and it took her like six to eight months to maybe get to like two and a half with opening. Oh, wow. So, but I mean, it, it was great. She didn't even have any pain. It was honestly just a slow responder. Her head went through her windshield. I often talk about her in my online TMJ course about how you know, I called it the threatless TMJ because like the only, she doesn't remember the accident. She only knows that her head was through the windshield because that's how they, that's how first responders found her. But she's wow. so I'm thinking like, oh, she doesn't have any threats. If you, if you don't have any, remember, you don't remember the incident, can you actually have perception of threat? But she definitely was like stiff enough. And she probably had a cervical fracture or a burst fracture or something. So she didn't move at all for so long. And then, you know, uh, she did, she had like zero range in almost every plane of her neck and her jaw, very similar to yours, but yours is a rapid responder. I mean, she was just holding herself like that. It was all tone. So that is best case scenario. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it was awesome. So thanks. Um, and one thing, you know, we kind of even talked about in our clinic, we've had conversations of that you really reinforced in your course is these thought viruses. Um, you know, lately we kind of feel like patients are embodying their diagnoses that they're given. Um, Cause here in Alabama, we have some form of direct access but we still rely a lot on referrals from doctors, dentists, chiropractors, you know, and all those refer referral sources tend to give patients kind of like a label of what's wrong. Um, I mean, I think part of the problem is that patients are craving this label so that they can Google that diagnosis or tell friends and family like, yeah, that's what they said, what was wrong. Um, but I think patients align themselves and identify themselves with that diagnosis. And so I think, really honing in on those thought viruses early on and, you know, talking about slow responders versus quick responders and just, you know, getting them to buy in on the home exercise program was I think huge. And especially for her, I think that was huge. So um, thanks for everything. I appreciate the mentorship. And like I said, just another boost in confidence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad, you know, the best, she, her original question to me before the course started was about marketing and uh, I said that, you know, the ultimate marketing tool would just be good outcomes and confidence. So I was glad I was able to help. Yeah. And so actually I've set up with two dental clinics to do um, some in-service on dry needling and just TMD treatment. Um, one dentist was like, yeah, I've got like a hygienist that's got TMD. So I'm going to do like an in-person treatment session. So I'm excited. Awesome. So thanks again. Perfect. Yeah. Did you reach out to that patient's dentist? Yes. So. Okay, good. Yeah. So we'll go there. We're going to do some more marketing. I haven't set up like an in-person treatment session with that specific dentist yet. Um, but after talking to a few dentists kind of in the area, like around our clinic, they're like, the dentists are like, we don't really know what to do with like open lock, significant TND. And they're like, we don't really have a referral source to send people to. So I feel like there's a lot of excitement of just like, okay, great. Like we've got somewhere to send patients. They'll have more confidence. They'll feel better. Um, 
So I'm just trying to like, before anyone else can claim this territory, I'm trying to take it for myself. Right. Awesome. Yes. Do that. <laughs> Do that. You got to be that market leader. All right, Hannah. Thanks so much for coming on. If you guys want to host a live TMD course, you can reach out to me or you can take it online, modmt.com slash TMM. As always, if you have a crazy physio failure or an interesting case, come on the podcast and tell your story. Listen to or subscribe to Untold Physio Stories, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a five-star rating. As always, you guys have a great day.